This is Lowell Jackson. We call this time together fellowship, a word we hope to recover, a beautiful New Testament word, koinonia. It means there's a mutual participation, a flowing, a sharing, a light and life is coming from the throne, and we enjoy it as it flows from one member to another, just like the blood does in your own body. You know, one of the many mistakes that I have made in my life um, was in college, and I cheated myself out of the significance of history. Uh, later on, one brother was to tell me that history is his story. I'm sure you can get the uh, the point there of slicing that word into in two. But uh, history has had a direction. It looks like sometimes things have gone off the rails, but uh, it is headed toward a consummation, toward a conclusion. It has a direction to it. Um, and the mistake I made was just memorizing dates and places and, and people and trying to pass a test and not really knowing, or you could could say that perhaps the university instructors really didn't know the significance of things that were happening in, in the world. But you and I as believers can look back and see that there are some great patterns that uh, the Lord used at different eras, different times to advance his interest, to move things along. Even in the first century of the Christian faith, uh, there was a decline. And many of the epistles in the New Testament were written by the apostles to try to get things back on track, to try to correct uh, error that was uh, going on among the churches. Um, and today we look back and we can stand on the shoulders of our predecessors and uh, see, f see further the, even than they saw. Uh, you know, when my kids were little, uh, I could put them on my shoulders and they would be seven feet tall. Wow. How, how big they felt and what a view they had from being two feet tall to being seven feet tall. And even sometimes when we were in a pool, swimming pool, and it was a little safer, uh, they could stand on my shoulders and be eight feet tall and have even a better view. Well, you and I can stand on the shoulders of ones who've gone before us. And because of what they did, we can see further. We can see more. Let me give you a few examples. I'd like to give you a little flashback in history, but I don't think it's going to be boring like I found uh, history to be in college. Uh, this hopefully will mean something to you. Um, one of the uh, streets in Tallahassee is named after Augustine, of course, one of our cities. 
in Florida, named after Augustine. He was one of those who came along in the early centuries and uh, wanted Christians to recover the joy in an all-knowing, all-glorious God. And his most famous work is a book called Confessions. And I love this quote from Augustine. He's speaking to God. He said, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Um, And he goes on in his book to point out that humans look in all the wrong places for satisfaction. You go a little further along, and there was uh, one named Athanasius. Uh, Athanasius, I'm going to give you a quote that could be very much misunderstood unless we are very, very careful. But here's the quote. Athanasius said, the word, the word, like in, for example, in the first chapter of John, the word was made flesh that we, partaking of his spirit, might become deified. Um, and of course, in this quote, talking about believers becoming deified. He's not talking about us becoming uh, in the Godhead, but he is talking about uh, us having God's life. Like, for example, that familiar verse John 3.16 says, we will, believers have Zoe, the divine life. We also have the divine nature, as Peter points out in his epistle. We become... Uh, therefore, the expression of God as we uh, speak for him and represent him. We even become uh, divine in our function, doing what uh, the first God-man did in the, in the Gospels and rep- representing God. So we become God in life, in nature, in expression, and in function, but never, never, never in the Godhead as an off- as a object of worship. So, um, as we know, God makes us, through our new birth, his children, and he's in the process of making us his match uh, in terms of being the bride. You and I would never uh, marry another species. That would be ludicrous. And God is certainly working on us to make us his match, the same species. We will never again be an object of worship. But the Bible says that we will be like him. He is, as it says in the New Testament, the firstborn. Well, if he's the firstborn, what's the implication? There will be many born. Uh, He says uh, he's the vine, we're the branches. Are those two different in uh, life and nature? The vine and the branches have the same, same life. So I appreciate what Athanasius was trying to recover uh, there. The Greek Orthodox uh, tradition uh, hung on to that principle, but the Roman version of the church uh, did not. You come along to someone like Ignatius. Uh, Ignatius stood against a heresy that said Jesus was not truly human, that he wasn't really God. Well, Ignatius gave his life in A.D. 110 for that truth because he said Jesus was from Mary and from God. Here's a quote from Ignatius as he took his stand in his final days of life. He says, let me be food for the wild beast. 
At last, I'm beginning to be a disciple. Fire, cross, battles with wild beasts, mutilation, mangling, wrenching of the bones, the hacking of limbs, and the crushing of my whole body, cruel tortures of the devil, let them come upon me. Only let me reach Jesus Christ. Ignatius was martyred for a crucial recovery of the truth. So, when I mentioned earlier, Augustine saw something. We were made to find rest and satisfaction in the all-satisfying fellowship that we on this program are dedicated toward. The experience, the up-to-date, moment-by-moment experience. And Augustine gives the um, illustration of um, someone who uh, knows about honey and someone who has tasted the sweetness of honey, enjoys it. And he says, well, you know, once you've tasted, tasted of God, he becomes an insatiable satisfaction. You want to love him more, be rewarded with more of him. You come to love him more than anything else. And our hearts are turned back to their original purpose. Don't you love that quote from Augustine? That we were made for him and our hearts are restless until they find rest in him. Well, let's forward, fast forward a little bit further to something we call the uh, Reformation period. And there was an assembly, a council in Westminster, England. Uh, normally things don't come out of powwows and committees and councils, but uh, this council was wrestling, grappling with an, a question. What's the chief end of man? What's the chief end of man? I wonder if you ran around the FSU campus asking the philosophy professors, the psychology professors, what's the chief end of man? What's the purpose of man? Well, this uh, Westminster uh, council came up with an answer. I think you're going to like it. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. You know, brothers and sisters, I believe that's the truth that needs to be recovered. We don't think of God as being someone we can just enjoy, and we'll enjoy him more and more and more forever. You know, one of the heroes of this time period was a young man named Martin Luther. Uh, committed to God, but uh, in fear of death. He actually testifies that he came to hate God because he thought he could never satisfy God, and he could not therefore rejoice in God. He was trapped in a religious system um, that said you really can't know if you're pleasing God. There will be a purgatory And 500 years ago, young Martin Luther found a page or two in the Bible and read for himself that Christ is a full, complete justification and satisfaction of all God's righteous requirements. And he, young Martin Luther described that as his most happy day and said the curse then was removed from me. 
Then there was another reformer named William Tyndale. He said the gospel is a Greek word that means good, merry, glad, joyful tidings that make a man's heart glad, makes him want to sing, makes him want to dance, makes him want to leap for joy because we're perfectly loved by God and clothed with the very righteousness of Christ. And these uh, brothers who were fighting against uh, a all-pervasive, all-in-control religious system came to see that justification was by grace alone and faith alone, and that God could actually be called a term called Abba, which is a, a term that means daddy. Very intimate, very informal, very sweet. God becomes our Abba. And we become to one another brother and sister. And uh, this uh, lives and blossoms and flourishes under the joy-giving light of uh, God's glory. About that time, uh, John Calvin was to come along and say that purgatory was a deadly fiction of Satan that we could know in this life. God's full acceptance of us because of the completed work of Jesus Christ. And John Calvin said, the chief good of man is nothing else but union with God, deep, lasting, satisfying, found in an all-glorious God. So that's just another way of saying that the chief end of man was to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Fast-forwarding a little further, Jonathan Edwards compares uh, two men and says, you know, one has read about it, another has experienced it, tasted it, and enjoys and adores. And Edwards could contemplate the glory of God and said that we could be filled with joy and comfort. You know, someone that helped me a lot as a new believer was C.S. Lewis. He was the atheist professor at Cambridge University. The story of his conversion is in a book called Surprised by Joy. Uh, His most famous book is probably a book called Mere Christianity. Let me read you just a couple sentences. Until you've given up yourself to, to Christ, you will not have a real self. Nothing that you've not given away will ever be really yours. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. Look for yourself, and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ, and you will find Him. And with Him, everything else is thrown in. One more quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, I now know, Lord, why you utter no answer. You are yourself the answer. And then we fast forward to the same century. Watchman Nee was put in prison in Red China because he would not tell what the Chinese called his followers. They were just the congregations of believers that he would renounce them. And when Watchman Nee 
died in that cage, or as a result of that cage, they found a little giblet of paper, a little torn piece of paper that he was able to get and somehow write on that piece of paper. They found on his cot, written on that little piece of paper, I have not lost my joy. I have kept my joy. So with that little snapshot of history, I hope that uh, you appreciate the ones who've gone before us. These ones who were filled with the joy of the Lord, even ones like Ignatius who died for the truth. Ones like Luther who took great risk. And again, as Augustine wrote, God has made man for himself and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. And all of this is just recovering. Things like the Lord Jesus himself said in John fifteen eleven about his speaking, his words. What was, what was the motive? What was the purpose? He said that your joy may be made full. And in John sixteen twenty four, in talking about praying, he said that your joy may be made full. And later on, the faithful apostle John, in his first epistle, verse 4 of chapter 1, tells us what his motive was, that our joy may be made full. And even in his second epistle, his motive for wanting to come and visit and fellowship with these believers that were receiving his epistle. Again, the motive that our joy may be made full. Joy comes from God. Happiness comes from moods and situations and circumstances. But as those college kids told us at the beginning, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, in just a moment, we're going to come back and uh, have an interview with uh, two college students. If there's a college student that you care about, a teenager that's on your heart, right now, text them to tune in to Wave 94. We're going to have unscripted, no advanced questions, fellowship with two dear FSU college students. Doug Apple will bring us right back. Hi, my name is Penny, and I meet with the church in Tallahassee. In Ezekiel 44, there's a unique phrase that says, You shall come near to me to minister to me. And it also says that the basis for the ministry to the Lord, the basic requirement for ministering to the Lord, is to draw near to the Lord. That no one can minister to Him without drawing near to Him. No one can minister to the Lord without approaching Him in prayer. Spiritual power is not the power of preaching, but the power of praying. How much you pray indicates how much inner strength you really possess. No spiritual matter requires more strength than prayer. If you would like to pray with a group in your neighborhood of twos or threes and pray with us, 850-692-9558. We meet in small groups for prayer all over Tallahassee, and we welcome you. 850-692-9558. 
received a recovery version for the first time my freshman year in college. Since that time, I have really enjoyed reading it, especially the outlines for each book and the cross-references. When reading these outlines for each book of the Bible, I have begun to realize that the Bible isn't a disjointed series of records, but instead, it is a comprehensive unit, a complete book, and it conveys God's thought from beginning to end. Reading through these outlines and the cross-references is to me what Paul spoke of to Timothy about cutting straight the word of the truth. To receive your free copy of the Recovery Version, call Bibles for America at 1-888-551-0102. That number again is 1-888-551-0102. Or you can visit the Bibles for America website at www.biblesforamerica.org. Again, that's www.biblesforamerica.org. Thank you, Doug Apple. He makes it so simple for us to have fellowship. We're going to have some more fellowship with uh, two FSU students, two dear sisters who were on before, um, Vanessa and Sabrina. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Y'all are so soft-spoken, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to talking here, and and uh, only folks that are listening, they really want to hear from you. Now, uh, there are probably a few listeners that missed out the first time you were here. So give us the one-minute version of your life story. That's all we can afford because Doug Apple has me on very limited time, okay? Mm -hmm. Give us the one minute. Go ahead. Who wants to go first? You, Vanessa? Vanessa? Okay. But okay, I'll go Sabrina first. Sabrina has volunteered Vanessa to go first with the one-minute version of your life story. Okay. Okay, I'm Vanessa Myron. Um, I'm from Nigeria. I grew up in a, in a Christian home, but um, as I grew older, I started to um, desire to know the Lord for myself. And then um, I came to America to study abroad in America, and I um, met some Christian um, students and um, family. And yeah, it just increased my hunger for the Lord more. And now I know, it's like I know so much more about Him, and I have like a more personal intimate relationship with him not just with him but with the body of um, Christ Vanessa I love to hear you talk <laughs> especially when you talk about the body of Christ <laughs> I love like you the body of Christ uh. <laughs> I love the real English mm. now what, what year are you at FSU right now I'm a senior. You're a senior? Yes. Okay. And you guys are roommates too, right? Yes, okay. we are. That's uh, that's good, good, good. Well, Vanessa did a good job, Sabrina. Okay. Can you give us the short version? <laughs> my name is Sabrina Rondil. Um, I grew up as a Christian too. My, my mom was a Christian believer. And, um, you know, since I was about like little, like seven or eight, the minute I got saved, I just really wanted to live for the Lord. And, you know, as I got older, I started learning more about Him, reading His Word more. And so, like, now I'm in Tallahassee now, and I'm really connecting with the body of Christ, not just having, like, that personal relationship with the Lord, but also having a personal relationship with the body of Christ as well. And yeah. that has helped me grow so much. Wow, wonderful. And you're what year at FSU? I'm a junior. You're a junior. You're coming down the home stretch too, huh? <laughs> Very good. Well, I... 
I want to share with our listeners that I believe you, dear sisters, have just returned from maybe about one of the most important things going on in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, a coming together, a gathering. Maybe I'll be quiet and let you tell us what that is and what you were you just returned from. Y'all can fight over the mic if you want to. <laughs> so it's a um, college conference uh-huh. where like um, all the students from Florida meet to get we meet we met together to you know just enjoy the Lord. We sang, we um, heard the word of God. It was just so wonderful. So what what our theme for this um, semester is um, the experience of Christ. You know, experiencing Christ in Philippians. So we went through Philippians one to four and how you know Paul experienced Christ and how I just really enjoyed that. There are like practical ways you know of experiencing Christ. So those about experiencing Christ by taking him as our leaving, as our pattern, as our goal, as our power and secret. Would you like to continue, Sabrina? <laughs> so like living Christ as our um, is like living Christ to magnify him was the first message that Brother Ted shared. Mm-hmm, Tim. Tim shared. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so like inspirational and also practical and he talked about how like we can go on in our daily living and you know just the enjoyment of christ can cause another person to wonder Mm -hmm. and cause another person's soul to be gained as well one of the things he talked about was how like this one girl she was on the elevator and she just started talking on the phone and she was like yeah i'm just really enjoying the lord right now Mm -hmm. and you know and then another person was in the elevator and that was their first time ever hearing that Mm -hmm. and then so there was like one wondering how do they enjoy the lord too so for for like every single day they would go right back at the elevator at the time that the girl was just to see the girl again but the girl wasn't there so they just kept coming back kept coming back until finally he runs into the girl and the girl shares the um the gospel with him and then you know the rest is history he saves <laughs> he gets saved then you know yeah well, yeah Y'all mentioned uh, some terms that uh, may be new when you talk about experiencing Christ mm-hmm. and enjoying Christ. Those sound like they're uh, present tense, all going on right now. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do very good in English, but I think that means present, ongoing, right now. Um, you think Christians are cheated when we just try to uh, imitate Christ or think about Christ or what he would do or what he was like or admire him uh, as a historical figure? You're using uh, up-to-date words like enjoying mm-hmm. and experiencing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Because I remember before, it goes back to like being a Christian. Before I thought, like I had this religious concept, you know, that I had to struggle so much, you know, to to know the Lord. But just like even through this conference, just realizing that wow, that I can enjoy the Lord, and what it means by enjoying the Lord is that I can, like, He can be. Like I can eat him, right? And it's it might sound weird, but you know, in the Bible it says, you know, um, I'm the living bread. Yeah, he who eats me shall have life. You know, and it just talks about eating the Lord, right? And the Lord wants us to enjoy Him to the uttermost. He wants to. He He doesn't want it to be like a forced um, religion, religious whatever on us, right? He wants us to have that personal, um, intimate relationship with Him, right? He wants us to. He wants us to like. 
like enjoy him. I don't even know how to put it. Like experience him and how we're able to experience him, right? How we're able to enjoy him is just by eating him, right? Just spending time with him, right? And that way we're able to, we're just, we're just, it's just like, you're like, okay, so let me give an example of salad, right? Before I never liked salad. But the more, <laughs> the more I ate salad, the more I started to realize that, wow, my taste started to change. I started to enjoy salad, you know, and that's the same thing with the Lord, right? We have a spirit, right? We have a spirit that is always yearning for the Lord, right? So the more we continue to eat his word, the more like our spirit, you know, our spirit, we're, we open our spirit to receive him, the more we're able to enjoy and experience him. Would you like? Yeah, like um, what she was saying, we eat him by like reading the word, like getting it in. You know, like one of like one of the quotes, like one of the students shared in the conference was you can you can exercise all you want to be healthy. But if you're not eating the right food, then you're not going to be healthy. So a lot of time in the you know, a lot of time religion tells us to exercise, to do this, do that, do that. Mm. But if we're not taking in the word of God, letting it letting it become real in our lives, it's going to be so hard for us to gain and grow spiritually healthy, you know, and it's just like, you know, experiencing him whenever you go to like, you know, a roller coaster and you sit there. You just sit and you enjoy the ride and it takes you, you know, you you spin around, you go in circles or whatever, but you're enjoying it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it before, so I don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. But it's just like it's in the moment. And that's the thing about right. That's the thing about Christ. Mm -hmm. It's in the moment, in every moment of our lives, because our moments are forever. They're unending and forever is in a short term of now. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're walking to class and or when you're talking to your friends or Mm -hmm. whenever you're doing any of these things, Mm -hmm. enjoying him too, like kind of inviting him in Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, Lord, I just want to enjoy you. Yeah. And that, like what you said, it goes back to just asking the Lord that, Lord, you know, I want to know what it means to enjoy you, Lord, right? Like, you know, when you go to your word, just like, Lord, just open my heart. I want to enjoy you. I want to be one with you, right? And he's, he, like, the the funniest thing and the most awesome thing is that the Lord is, he answers this, right? Because his goal, he wants us to enjoy him to the uttermost. He doesn't just want us to enjoy, like, a glimpse of him. He wants us to have, like, this full enjoyment of him and he's able to, he's going to answer that, right? And you're just like, wow, wow. Because I remember it's always my experience like when I'm reading the word I'm like and I ask the Lord that Lord I want to enjoy you I want to eat your word I want to receive you I want to experience you right because the way we're able to experience Christ is by eating him and when he he becomes a part of us right and I remember when I'm like Lord I want to enjoy you and then I'm like wow whoa like you know I'll see like some verses before that I'm like I I don't understand this verse but when I just you know openly come to the Lord that Lord I want to enjoy I'm like wow wow I can't believe this wow and then I get so joyful you know you just have this unspeakable joy that wow like wow I'm enjoying the Lord you know and the the most amazing part is that he supplies us he's the one that operates all these things he's the one that gives us the grace to enjoy him yeah you know I think it was a Jeremiah that said I found your words and I did I ate them eat yes (laughs) (laughs) which is not our concept you know Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with Bible study you Mm -hmm. know it's a good good idea to study the Bible Mm -hmm. but um, you know if I go to a restaurant and only study the menu Mm -hmm. I don't really get the full enjoyment Mm -hmm. out of uh, what the chef is uh, doing back there in the back Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about uh, how to take the word in this way but you know the word became flesh and then the word became the life-giving spirit Mm -hmm. these are New Testament uh, verses and then uh, the, the Lord said I'm the bread right mm. that came down out of heaven mm. so he is to be taken in mm. 
and we don't eat once for all. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, like you were sharing about being healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're going to exercise, you got to have some fuel. Yeah. you got to have some supply, right? So we need to be constantly taking the Lord in and uh, letting Him strengthen and supply us and give us more and more of His life. Mm-hmm. And I was just really touched by that verse that when the Lord was talking about His own speaking, that your joy may be made full. Mm-hmm. I suppose that means that you can settle for less than full. You know, we can be like a the uh, the meter or whatever it is on my car, you know, quarter tank, half a tank, three quarters of a tank, full tank. You know, the Lord says, I want your joy to be made full. So there's just more and more and more of him to be received and enjoyed and uh, be constituted with. Now, you were mentioning earlier that you got a lot of help. Uh, in the conference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, Philippians about yeah. how to experience the Lord, mm-hmm. how to enjoy the Lord, yeah. how to take the Lord in. I know our listeners would like to get some more of that. By the way, if you're just joining us in your in your listening, we are talking with Vanessa and Sabrina, two FSU students who have just returned from over at uh, in the neighborhood, I think, of USF in the Tampa area, where college students from around the state got together for fellowship and enjoyment, celebrating, singing, uh, testifying, getting into God's Word. And uh, the theme they've shared with us already was experiencing Christ, all of that based on the book of Philippians. And I always have to remind myself when I consider Philippians, because there's so much about uh, joy and uh, positive, uplifting perspective about uh, being a believer, that it was not written in a happy environment. Mm, yes. I think the brother sharing Philippians, right, mm-hmm. was not in a luxury hotel. <laughs> he was in treated like a common criminal in a terrible, terrible cell, but yet... The joy of the Lord was his strength. Amen. So anything else y'all want to share Share with us, feel free. Well, one thing that um, in the conference, all right, so remember in the book of Acts, was it, when um, Paul and Silas was in prison? Mm-hmm. And so when Paul and Silas was in prison, I'm probably sure they just got beaten up. They're in chain, Right. So instead of like complaining and groaning, they decide to sing hymns. They decide to just sing songs to the Lord and just start praising. And then they just start having a spectacular time to the point, literally, the ground begins to shake and the, the doors open. They're, they're, the chains are broken off of them because the power of the Spirit was just so heavy on them because the enjoyment was so rich. And, and so like... The guard comes and he sees the doors wide open for them to leave if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he sees the chains are gone. And then they're like, he's like, okay, why are you guys still sitting here? They're like, we're not going to go anywhere. And then the guard asks, what is it that you have? I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. Yeah. And through Paul and Silas just enjoying the Lord, it opened a door for the guard and his whole family to receive the gospel Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. you know it's just your situation because as you could tell when Paul wrote this he was in a luxurious hotel but enjoying life is more than what's in the situation you see Paul did not live like Paul life wasn't something that was an earthly establishment he had a 
he had a heavenly perspective, you know. He had like a spiritual. He was living like another life, cause to the point, like, how, dude, how are you beaten and you're still happy? You're still singing songs to the Lord, and you even mentioned when Watchman Nee or Witness Lee, um, the letter said, "I my joy has my joy has not gone." Right, and it's just something like that. It's something it's something about like praising the Lord mm-hmm. and just enjoying Him and just having that fellowship with Him and and just taking Him in mm-hmm. and just opening yourself to Him yeah. despite what situation you're in. So yeah. I feel like it's just someone who's like a crazy lover of the Lord. And what do I mean by crazy lover of the Lord? Someone who's like only someone who's one with the Lord. You know that he's been spending time with the Lord. He's been eating the Lord. And that's how he's been able to experience him, right? Because normally if if I was praising the Lord and the that prison opens, I'm like, I'm out of here, right? <laughs> but no, he was still in that prison, right? Because he was one with the Lord. And that's how they had like the household salvation. And it kind of applied to my personal life, right? Of course we have professors who <laughs> Sometimes you just you just like why is this professor doing this? Like what's happening to my grades and things like that. You know, like sometimes we have a lot of opportunities to complain in our classes and things like that. But when we're enjoying the Lord, when we're like eating the Lord, just like Paul, right? Even in his circumstances, he didn't say, "Oh, this prisoners, what did they do to me?" Instead, he was praising the Lord, right? And when we when in our circumstances, like our classes, our classes are going, um, getting so hard and things like that. We need to learn to just, instead of complaining, to learn to praise the Lord, right? And how, because anxiety and complaining is opposite of the Lord, right? Because if you're one with the Lord and you're enjoying the Lord, you don't, you, you, you won't, you won't be anxious, number one. You won't be complaining, right? Because even Paul says, rejoice always, rejoice. And I say, and again, I say rejoice, right? So, we, in, in situations like that, we have to learn to always praise the Lord. We have to learn to rejoice in Him. We have to learn to be one with Him, right? Maybe in our, like, okay, so we also learned this thing in the, in the um, conference about, in the verse that says, let your forbearance be made known to all men. The Lord is near, right? Forbearance is an expression of leaving Christ to magnify Him. So what does forbearance mean, right? Forbearance means, um, tranquility being silent considerate learning to be not trying learning to not be um legally right like example so they gave an example of like um you're in a situation where you're like you guys are like arguing right and you feel like you're right right you shouldn't try to um you shouldn't try to be right because it said, let your forbearance be made known to all men. The Lord is near. So the Lord is near does not mean that, oh, the Lord is coming, but it means that the Lord is present, right? We need to realize in what, wherever, whatever circumstances or situations that we're in, that the Lord is present. So in our mind, we shouldn't be like, oh, um, Lord, um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't try to, we have two options. It's either we're trying to justify ourselves or we're trying to, we, we realize that, wow, the Lord is near. I shouldn't be this way, right? The same thing we are. Like, you know, when, when, let's say where we like, um, our fellow classmates and everyone's complaining about, oh, this class, oh, this professor. We should learn to be silent. We should learn to instead magnify the Lord by saying, you know, whatever's happening, I praise the Lord for this, right? Because we, we realize in our situation that the Lord is present. So anyways, I just, re- it just, this conference helped me to apply this to my classes, you know, to my school situation. Now, instead of trying to wanting to complain, I'm just like, Lord, praise you, right? And in that way, he's exalted and the Lord takes care of all these things. So that's what I, I just really... <laughs> Enjoy. So the next time I'm in the jail cell of my mood, mm-hmm. the jail cell of my problem, mm-hmm. the jail cell of my disposition, the jail cell of a misunderstanding, I need to uh, ignore mm-hmm. 
the environment yes. and turn to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I praise the Lord, enjoy the Lord, turn my attention to the Lord, uh, worship the Lord, sing to the Lord, mm-hmm. pray to the Lord, speak to the Lord, Maybe the uh, jail doors of my current situation mm-hmm. fall off. <laughs> Is that, am I getting the help that I need to get from you, sisters? <laughs> yeah. Not just knowing that in whatever circumstances, whether good or bad, our goal is that the Lord will be magnified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that we just that I don't know, that's just been what I've just been enjoying now. Like, wow Lord, that what whether this is going my way or not, Lord be magnified, you know, because we need to realize who are like what another thing we learned, you know, taking Christ as our goal. We need to realize who our real goal is, right? Of course it's good to have, you know, education and things like that, but our real goal in, at the back of our mind should be Christ, right? That whether this is going or not, but Lord, you're my goal. And in that way, we're not shaken by the outward things because we real, we know where we're going. We keep pursuing, we keep pressing forward toward the goal, which is our, which is Christ. How do you take Christ as your goal? <laughs> to take Christ as our goal. Well, I would say honestly, realizing that, you know, your life is His now. So it's like, it's no longer, Lord, it's my way, like, you know, oh God, I want you to help me with this and that. But it's more like, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do for you? Like, I just want you, you know? It's just getting to a point, reaching a point in your life where you're just like, God, I'm so tired of me. I, I've given up on me. I just want you now, you know? You're gonna be the goal. If I'm through this semester, the goal is gonna be to gain Christ. To become more like him, mm-hmm. to to talk like him, to think like him, mm-hmm. you know, to to just truly, truly like take him in, you know. So yeah, there's there's I think this that term you mentioned, and maybe you can amplify it, uh, Vanessa, uh, is is maybe foreign to a lot of us believers when you talk about gaining Christ. Well, mm-hmm. you know, way back when I became a Christian, I invited. Jesus to be my savior and and come and maybe live in me but then you're talking about an ongoing increase 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 a gaining more of Christ mm. um, yeah. am, am I representing you properly here mm-hmm. so yeah you can see in the verse um, Philippians 3 7 mm-hmm. that says but what things were gains to me these I have counted as loss on account of Christ, right? So gaining Christ, yeah, which is also the part of like um, of Christ increasing in you, right? That whatever circumstances, right, Christ is um, is being magnified. That's the word, right? So um, like it's just like you know when you like the same thing about eating healthy, right? Eating unhealthy and eating healthy. When you eat healthy, right? Um, you become you become what you eat, right? So when you're gaining Christ, it means Christ is being added to you. So it's not you're decreasing and Christ is increasing in you. So that's what it means. So gaining Christ. So, yeah. And sometimes I think, sisters, we try to get too religious, but the, the verb you've mentioned several times, magnify, you know, we just take it in a simple way. Uh, Whatever is in front of you, if you took a magnifying glass and put on that item, it just makes it bigger in that moment. And when we are one with the Lord, enjoying the Lord, praising the Lord, you know, that Christ is getting magnified, like you were telling the story about the elevator, you know, what does that mean, Christ is being magnified? Well, it means in somebody's view, he's bigger. 
He might have been just a historical distant figure, but to see him in you, to see you enjoying him, Jesus Christ just got made bigger in their view. He, he's, he got increased in their perspective. So uh, it's amazing that now the Lord, as the Spirit in us, uh, this is his desire to be magnified through the members you know, of his body. Uh, that's that's a, a term we need. Gaining Christ, magnifying Christ. We need to recover those. Yes. They've been right there in the New Testament. Yes. But they can be, our, as you all said about the theme of the conference, they can be our experience. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll take a quick break, and uh, Doug Apple will bring us back for some more fellowship. And I'd encourage our listeners right now, text a student. Uh, they were having some wonderful fellowship with two FS, FSU students at, on Wave uh, 94, and they can join us for, for a little more fellowship in just a moment. has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ might tabernacle over me. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. For the sufficiency of the Lord's grace to be magnified, our sufferings are required. For the perfectness of the Lord's power to be shown forth, our weakness is needed. Grace is the supply, and power is the strength, the ability of grace. Both are the resurrected Christ, who is now the life-giving Spirit dwelling in us for our enjoyment. Scripture and Commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit recoveryversion.org. My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God right in my spirit. I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. to have an FSU professor there during our break, uh, uh, Dr. Ho, talking about her research. But the greatest research, greatest discovery is discovering she had a human spirit and could touch a wonderful one living in her spirit by calling on his name. You know, you mentioned earlier that verse about uh, Paul's secret was that he counted all things as refuse, mm-hmm. as loss, in order to what you shared with us, to gain Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, refuge, of course, is just stuff you put in a dumpster. It has no value anymore. You're through with it, done with it, it's behind you. And I just think so many billions of humans spend their life in the dumpster with things that are no, of no value, that are going to go up in smoke. And uh, Paul was saying, hey, I found a treasure that's worth giving up everything for, this person, this Christ. Well, tell us some more about uh, what, what you uh, got out of the conference over near uh, USF with the Christian students from all over the state of Florida, and the theme being experiencing Christ based on uh, wonderful uh, insights in the book of Philippians. Yeah, um, another thing that, you know, the same thing I really um, I really enjoyed was the part about, you know, just taking Christ as our goal, you know. Um, Paul said that, he said, um, um, not that I have already obtained or I'm being, perf- or I'm already perfected, but I pursue. So you would think that Paul, like, wow, he's Paul, like he knows all these things, right? He should, he should. Like he's, he's okay, he's good, but he says that he's not that he has already obtained or he's already perfected, right? He kept pursuing the Lord regardless, right? And that should be our, that should be our goal, right? That, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, Lord, I have little content of the Lord or, oh, I have too much content of the Lord. Like our goal is just is to just keep moving forward, to keep pursuing the Lord, you know, to stretch forward. Christ should be our goal. Like I just really enjoyed, you know, that part about like, you know, he counted all things lost, right? And the part that really stood out to me was the part where he says, um, like what, like it means like while he was accumulating all those wealth, like all those gains, right? All those things that you were, you think were gains, right? He was losing Christ, mm. right? And we don't want that. To, we don't want to do that. Cause I know in my experience, sometimes like school can be so overwhelming and then I just forget Christ, but like I, I see how it's nothing if I don't gain Christ, you know, like, like in, in all our experiences, we need to realize that, you know, whether I'm in, you know, as I'm walking to class, I'm in everything, I need to be gaining Christ, you know, and what does that mean by just gaining Christ? Just like having a moment by moment conversation with him by saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I just, I just want to know, I just want to gain you today. Lord, I'm walking in you, you know, just by just saying his word, you know, just, you're, you're gaining Christ. You're pursuing the Lord. The, the Lord is in your every, is in your every movement, movement, right? And I just really enjoy that. It's practical. It's something that you can, you can do. Like as you're just walking, just calling on the name of the Lord is so, it, it's, it's like you can do that. You know, you can just, yeah, I don't know. That's what just, I've just been enjoying that by having that moment by moment conversation with him, like just going to class saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I just thank you. You know, just that way you're, 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 you know, your the Lord is increasing in you. You know, you're gaining the Lord. The Lord is your goal. You know, what would you like to say? Well, in Philippians three thirteen, Paul says that he doesn't account himself to lay hold of it, but he forgets everything that's behind and he behind and stretch forward the things which are ahead. So he kind of keeps pursuing the things that are ahead. So it's kind of like that. Forget what you've done in the past. Forget your yesterday mistake and look forward. You know, the thing is, if you continue to look forward, like looking forward to Christ, looking forward to what God can do with you, looking forward to what, you know, what God's going to do out of you, that's just... You know, that's the thing. In, in 14, he says he pursues towards the goal for the prize to which God in Christ Jesus called him upward. So that's the thing. It's just like 
it's just kind of like swimming lessons. Um, Brother Tim was saying how when he was learning to swim, he was like, I don't know how to swim. And then his coach was telling him, well, this is how you swim. It's like you're you're pulling water forward. You're pulling water forward and you're looking at it and you're throwing it backward and you're like forgetting it and then you're going again you're pulling water forward and you're looking at it and you're just flicking it back so it's kind of like that as we walk with the lord as we pursue the lord you like you know you're taking your classes you know you're going to work those are great things that you're doing right and if you happen to make a mistake Lord, I'm sorry. Please help me love you more. Help me enjoy you more. And you just keep going forward. And it's just like when, you, when you're when you in the mindset of going forward, it's like you've never really have it, but you still have the desire to get it. And because you have the desire to get it, you're going to try to do anything to get it. Even though if you think you already had it, but you're still, you know, trying to pursue it and try and get after it. Go after it. Yeah. This is Lowell Jackson, and we're having fellowship with... Uh, Vanessa and Sabrina, two college students who uh, just returned from a conference over near uh, USF in the Tampa area with other pursuers, I like that word, pursuers of Christ from campuses uh, around the state. Um, that, that's a good illustration. I like that. You know, sw- swimming, you, you pull, you pull, and then throw it behind you. There must. It reminds me of being in a car. The windshield is so much bigger than the rearview mirror. We need to take the windshield view that I'm I'm going after Christ. I want more Christ today. I want to love Him more, enjoy Him more, and experience more of of who and what He is and what He wants to be to me. And the and the what's behind us is getting smaller and further and further behind us. Uh, are, are y'all in a don't you get together in home in a home during the week? And yes. T- tell us really briefly about that and, and what you're doing in that home. So we meet on Tuesdays um, from six thirty to eight thirty. So that's where we just that's where you know college students we would eat and then eat like physical food, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we will eat the spiritual food too, and we Both sing. Both kinds are good. Yeah. <laughs> And we sing. It's just it's just really cherishing. And we have another one on Thursday. That's tomorrow at, um, from six thirty. No, from six thirty. Yes, to eight. Right, uh, which is at WJB twenty twenty nine. Um, that's also Bible study. So now we're in the book of Mark. So tomorrow we'll be reading Mark chapter eleven. Yes, and we also have a Friday meeting. And that's where we go to, like you know, um, some community Christians' home, which is good because you know you're with, like you just you're just spending time with the families, you know, just enjoying the Lord with you know other families is really good. So yeah, but Thursday, you should come. <laughs> so day by day, house to house. Yes. Except Thursday is not a house, but it's on the campus come, of FSU, yes. right? Yes. Well, uh, if somebody wants to come, they're going to get physical food and spiritual food yes on the campus and yeah. what building is that so williams johnston building wjb is um um close to landis green it faces it, the quad doesn't it? yeah and beside chick-fil-a so it's the second floor and if you'd like to contact us you can um go to coc fsu um on instagram and just send a direct message and then you get a fast um feedback what is, what's COC stand so for? So COC is Christians on Campus FSU. 
<laughs> on Instagram. Uh, yes. Some of that social media stuff. Yes. <laughs> my generation doesn't understand, right? <laughs> yes. And in your Tuesday night meeting in a home, are you uh, studying the Bible or on a th- particular theme? So we usually um, go through topics. So the last one we went through was how to enjoy God, mm-hmm. which is really good. And um, yeah. So that, and we also provide rides. So that's not, that's off campus. So if you need a ride, you can also contact us on COC FSU and then we, um, um, rides will be provided. Now, I think one home, maybe it's not the home that you're getting uh, in, was uh, going through a book uh, that reminds me of what you've shared today called The All-Inclusive Christ. But yes. I think that's another home, right? No, yeah, that's Friday. That's yeah. the Friday one. But it uh, is, I think, based on the uh, example of the, the good land mm-hmm. in the uh, Old Testament that was to supply God's people with everything they would ever need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Lord said in Deuteronomy, you know, you, you'll have no lack. And this land has everything. Of course, they're still fighting about that land mm-hmm. today. <laughs> but it's the land is just a picture. Yes. And I want to offer all of our uh, listeners a copy of that book because it, it elaborates on what you sisters have been sharing today, that there's so many ways and dimensions and aspects of Christ mm-hmm. to be experienced. Um, that's called the all-inclusive Christ. We'll give, send you a copy free just for being a Wave 94 listener today. You can go to Bibles for America dot o-r-g bibles f-o-r america dot o-r-g and ask i just punch on there uh, the all-inclusive christ they'll send you one absolutely no charge um any we've about to run out of time here but any other uh things you want to share with us from the conference takeaways that uh, you think would uh, help someone who was not able to go there Oh, so what I can say was about um, meeting with all the believers. Um, the part about, you know, now in this generation, which is okay, um, we do a lot of like um, meet um, ch- online church, you know, and they said there, there's some presence that like now you can get the presence of the Lord individually, but there's another type of presence where you can also, you can only get corporately, right? So it's always good to be with other believers, you know, because if you could even see it in the New Testament. So I really enjoy that, that you can, there's an, I'm sorry, where two or three are, are guard, gathered, I am there in their midst, right? So I just really enjoy that, um, you know, it's not just, you know, online church that you get the Lord's presence, but you actually get the Lord's presence when you're with a group of believers. So, yeah. It's a meeting life, a corporate life we've been called to, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're fellowshipping with uh, Vanessa and Sabrina, two FSU college students. We're about to run out of time. Anything else you want to share, Sabrina? Well, Vanessa said what I was going to share. Yes, she did. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, thank you all for coming today. And the campus meeting is Thursday night, 630. And how do you say that building again? WJB Williams Johnston Building, mm-hmm. 2029. Room 2029. 2029, that's second floor. Yes. And uh, there is what social media to get more information? Um, COC FSU. So that's the Instagram. That's Christians on Campus FSU. Okay, C-O-C-F-S-U. Yes. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Sabrina. And thank you, Doug Apple. And this is Lowell Jackson. Let's have some more fellowship tomorrow on Wave 94.